0: everyone, and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 3, Episode 16. It's called The Offspring. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. This is an episode where Data invents a child, uh, as it were. Uh, uh, invents
1: is uh, maybe not quite the right word. Engineers?
0: Engineers? I, I mean,. Child's actually. I mean, there's a whole arc in this episode where Picard won't call it a child at first, but then by the end he does call it a child because he kind of understands that to Data is a child and that it's taken from Data's own coding, Data's own systems, and because he he couldn't have done it from scratch because he doesn't know how to make because only one person's ever made Data, right, and no one else can do it. But Data was able to sort of duplicate some of him and build a new android around it. And this became his child, uh, who is called Lal, uh, when, when we actually get to meet the... the, uh, Who eventually is a woman, but it, it starts off uh, genderless, and uh, he lets Lal choose. And
1: speciesless species too.
0: Species, yeah, because yeah, it, it, she has the option of uh, Klingon or Andorian or whatever. She, she has a whole choice. She's basically at the start of an RPG in a video game, you where know, she gets to pick her, her race. <laughs> Those gender. choices where,
1: where Data's like, so these are the four that we've got to narrow down to, <laughs> and it cycles through them, I'm like, yeah, this is totally character selection.
0: Yeah, but before that was a normal thing. This is the weird thing. is that we, This remains as a start of a video game, but in like 1989 or whatever, I mean, video games existed, but the type of RPGs we're thinking of weren't around yet.
1: Oh no, not until, I don't know, nearly a decade later.
0: Yeah. So that is uh, the gist of the episode, uh, and we'll get into it. What did you make of The Offspring?
1: I thought it was actually quite good. Um, I thought it was it was solid for data. I thought it was really good for Picard. Mm-hmm. Um you know some awkward moments here or there um that were just not landing quite as well as they should have done, but overall, the beats were really solid
0: i uh you know I started off thinking this was a not bad episode. I thought the acting from the actress who played Lyle was occasionally a little bit uh over felt, the top, I guess it
1: felt over the top and stiff at the same time, but in a way that kind of works
0: obviously yeah she's meant to be kind of weird because she's like a a new version of data so she's doing all the non-human kind of esque little quirks and things but uh, and some of it did come off as quite funny in fact there's actually two different moments in this episode that i have seen the gifts of the one's a picard sort of double facepalm moment which is kind of common because you get picard facepalming all the time uh the one that i'd also seen there's a moment in this where they try to teach her to like catch a ball and the ball goes past her, and then, like, five seconds later, she puts her hand up for it, and Data just oh, kind of yeah. smirks, like, I've, I've seen that gift before, as soon as it happened, like, oh, I've seen this, I've seen that little moment, mm. on its own. Uh, so, no, I, th- I thought the episode was, was was fine, not great, but fine, and then the last, like, ten minutes, Picard starts making speeches, and it kind of elevated from, like, a good episode to a great episode. Uh to the point where Picard's speech was so goddamn good that in like one moment I kind of went, you know what? I'm starting to be on Team Picard over Kirk here. And <laughs> Kirk was great fun, and I love being around Kirk. And Kirk was, you know, he was a great main character for all that show and those movies, and it was very entertaining. But there's a speech, the speech he gives here, as my cat's starting around in the background. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah.
1: I'm sorry, it was really distracting me as well. though, were having a bit of a fight yeah.
0: in the back. Uh, the fact is, about it's just the noise when they start actually chasing, and it's that's quite loud in my.
1: Well, it yeah, it's, 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 for it's, me. I'm looking at you, and I can just see them, like, just next to your head, just, like, attacking each other from behind the curtains, and it's very distracting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not so much that it's loud, it's that I can feel the vibrations of the floor when they're darting about, so it feels loud. Yeah. But it's not actually sound, per se, it's more of a bass thing. But anyway, uh, so, but he starts making these big speeches at the end, to the point where I was almost getting teary-eyed at one point, uh, because Picard was, like, sticking up for data to such an extent, and it, it, because... There was a point before he really made his big speech where I was like, okay, I can get kind of, this is kind of a sequel to Measure of a Man. It's not the exact same thing, but it's kind of a follow up in the sense that it's more about data's rights and then and turn uh, Lal's rights yeah. uh, to what she gets to do. And Picard even references it at one point. He says, you know, I, I helped define, you know, what data's rights are. You know, I helped define that. And I thought, okay, this is a, a decent follow up to that episode, but not as good. And I still don't think it's as good. I think Measure of a Man still stands out as being, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's better. But. When, by the time picard's done making his speeches at the end i was like you know what it got a lot closer than i, I thought it was going to
1: mm, i didn't see that and, and let's be honest these speeches uh from picard they're probably the the high point of the show whenever they happen and yeah basically this this is why you've got patrick stewart right
0: <laughs> do, do you know I, I was talking to tara about the episode and she said something that kind of stuck with me is that picard is basically superman uh and that. Uh, he's very different characteristically. And he's a grumpy old man who hates kids and all these <laughs> other things. But when he starts making these speeches and the way he sticks up for people and yep. the way he, like, and you know, he's, you know, he's adamant that he will stick to his morals and the, 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 the ideals of the Federation, and the ideals that he had, he, he, you know, he, he like has devoted his life to, it does start feeling kind of like Superman of like, you know, no matter what in the face of adversity, like standing up and saying, no, I'm not backing down. This is, Simply what I believe is right, and I'm going to stick up for it no matter what. Uh, I see
1: that. And just, you know, looking back beyond just this episode with that in mind, that worked, in, I think it was the last episode with, with Riker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the way he was willing to go through the extradition if they could present, you know, evidence that seemed fair. And that's a pretty Superman thing to do. He'll, he'll play by the rules of, of wherever he is. Until yeah, yeah. It's like, Well, you know, hang on, you're being unreasonable.
0: I I think it's fair to say he's the Superman, I mean, we've only seen two so far, but he's the Superman of the Star Trek captains, uh, in the the way he handles himself, whereas, I don't know what DC character I'm comparing Kirk to, he's more of a Hal Jordan. Uh, I'd have said Hal Jordan, but, Uh, yeah, I can kind of see it.
1: I can see both, honestly. Yeah.
0: I, could, uh, <laughs> uh, I think
1: he's less clearly defined, which is why
0: you're going. Which is you fair. Know, Palo, I'm going.
1: Yeah, sure, I can see that, and, uh, and I, I could make an argument for Ackerman at the same time.
0: You know, harsh pilot, bit of a ladies' man. like you know, you've you've got those qualities. Yeah, yeah. Got those qualities. Anyway, so. Yeah, so so we we get like another actor playing the the, the child as it were at the start uh, one thing I noticed in this episode is that the camera like they, they really like doing a, a lot of walking talks this episode mm. I was really feeling the walking and talking throughout the hallways and, and one continuous shot and I was wondering if they got some new equipment like for this episode and they were really like vetching to use it so they were overdoing it a little bit.
1: it happens uh it, it's very possible I don't, I don't blame them every, everyone in any of in every industry wants to play with the new toys
0: because it was at the start of the episode when uh, Wesley's with Troy and think and they're walking through the hallway because Data said, come and see this thing I've been doing. <laughs> and of course, we end up with uh, with with this sort of very weird looking version of Lal before she ultimately picks her, her gender and appearance and and whatnot. And that's kind of a thing Data wants, uh, you know, Lal to pick what, what, what yeah. she is.
1: It's very, very forward thinking.
0: Yeah. And Picard is, like, kind of livid that Data did this without telling anyone that it's so secretive. And Data's, like, because he does understand why Picard feels that this should have been something that was discussed, that he's making a new life form, that he is creating a new version of AI or an extension of his own AI. This is a big deal. But Data's response is, like, well, I've observed the ship and no one else consults you about the, you know, uh, you know, giving you know, creating your life. Procreation,
1: I believe, was the the word. Uh, procreation
0: was the word. You're right. Yeah. Uh, no one else talks about procreation with you. Uh, Picard just sort of has this like, he's got a damn point, and I don't want to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of doubles down, doesn't he? Because he's like,
1: well, 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 whatever. You still should have consulted me. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, but because because Picard is right. This is different to just humans having kids. So he there is, is a difference. But,
1: but Data is also right that I mean, it's it's not up to Picard
0: yeah he's he's followed the rules as far as he can tell but it's new ground is kind of the point is it, all yeah. of this is new ground and this is why this admiral like is very interested and sort of wants to take lala away from the enterprise and have her in a, a more scientific research sort of condition like you know have her be monitored by a bunch of people in the federation all these scientists and sort of document everything and blah blah blah, blah. and which ultimately becomes the core debate of the episode is th- like does data have a right to keep her around as a parent? You know, this is his child. Do do they treat it as such? Where for... and that ultimately builds up to my favorite line of the episode, is where Picard, in the middle of his speech, says, "You know, ultimately, you're trying to take, you're trying to order an officer to give up their child. Well, not while I'm their captain." Uh, which is kind of the, the, the defining, you know, yeah. that's the beat, that's the moment that makes the whole episode. Is him saying there's, that?
1: There's there's a lot of great moments like that, though. I think one of them, uh, for me, was um. When uh, Picard, uh Data asks, you know, is is the admiral a parent? Uh, and Picard's like, yeah, I think so. And he's like, why? And he goes, well, I um, I assume when he had his first child, you know, he he didn't have the experience required to be a parent either. Like, you know, he, he, and and it's just you know like these almost barbs the way they're kind of delivered with like, yeah, you should think about that. Um, but coming
0: from, from Data, they're, they're not like no,
1: they're not. That's what I mean. they they the yeah. line in any other character would feel like that but from data they just made you know just like this logical thing that uh that just is of course this makes sense
0: yeah it's just a straight-up fact basically is is what he's pointing out yeah uh so i I, yeah that that stuff is really good uh ultimately like we see like a montage of lal like learning things which is where the ball thing happens and uh we find that she's struggling to fit in with the the kids because because there's a great point where uh, Wesley's. I mean, Wesley even has a good bit of advice for him. Was like, hey, you know, she should go to school and be with kids her own age. And they like, she's two weeks old. Well, closer to her <laughs> own age then technically, you know, yeah. she is different because she's obviously much more advanced than what a two-week-year-old baby would be because she's you know and got all that, this knowledge.
1: Trying to find the right level of class for her, so they put her in. They're like, oh well, she's got a lot of knowledge, so i will put her in with the the older kids. But it was too subtle. You know, she didn't have the the nuance with that. So they thought, all right, the younger kids then, and kind of work their way up. But she kind of terrified them, (laughs) because it's this weird android that doesn't understand anything, and they're kids, and kids are terrible.
0: Yeah, and it's social skills, which is part of what she needs to learn. So, you know, it's not just about the information and the knowledge, per se, but... You have all this stuff, and she's doing kind of well. uh Various characters meet her. It, it does lead to a big comedy. But I actually, because obviously, there's no Riker for a lot of this episode, and there's a reason for that. Is this is actually Frakes' directorial debut? Of this episode. uh How was it? Yeah, if you know, I didn't catch it. I, I noticed that he was a director. I didn't necessarily know it was the first. I actually found it out afterwards. But the yeah, this was his first time directing. So they they kind of like let riker be absent for a lot of the episode but he has like one joke scene and then he's kind of there just around at the end but it's
1: pretty funny that scene to be fair
0: honestly the second they pointed out that he just got back like his shuttle just got back i went oh they're going to do something funny with riker because he doesn't know about lal yeah and it's right where lal in the middle of the episode has been interested again and she's even taken a job uh and ten forward just serving drinks and kind of not doing really well at it be- but
1: being a being a bartender in to learn the social skills of yeah. listening to
0: people yeah that's basically the gist of it and again has been very understanding and knows what she's going through and is is helping her but she sees like a couple like flirting with each other and holding hands and Gayan has to explain touching and then the kissing because she yells out oh he's biting that woman which was a funny line uh, uh, honestly yeah. um it's, it's the same earlier on there's a, there's a scene that ends where Date like, Alec gives her a of some flowers for the first time and she smells the flowers and she yells out something. I wish more father or something with like that. She she she'll yell things occasionally. Yeah. But uh, that, had
1: they, a, that had a funny line after that, was she's like, "Why are they doing that?" And guy's like, "Well, um, I think you'll have to ask Data about that when you're
0: ready." That was not the line. The, the it's because they leave, and she says, "Why are they leaving?" Oh. Okay. And and she says, "Oh, you'll have to ask your father about that because they're clearly a way to have sex." Yes, that is yeah. clearly the implication uh but riker walks in just after this so it's just after this little lesson of trying to teach her what kissing is and all these things and riker comes up and he you know and very suave rikers like oh i haven't seen you around here just being you know being riker and lal having the super strength of an android just picks him up off of his feet and kisses him and his rakers just very confused and just at this moment data comes in and says oh commander riker what are your intentions with my daughter <laughs> and <laughs> Riker's just like your daughter good to know right I'm off I, I, I'm just going to leave yeah Riker's just so confused he's confused in multiple levels he's just been manhandled and then finds out that this is this is his friend and colleague's daughter and I mean even forget the fact that he's an android just oh oh there's too much going on here I'm just going to leave I'm just going to run to the end of the ship and find out what's been going on uh, it's, a good, it's a good plan really dark stuff but Obviously, the Admiral shows up, demands to meet her, demands to know what's going on. He wants to assess because cause Picard's already said, no, we're not letting you take LAL, uh, just like that. Like you, the, the, Under no circumstances, this is the best place for her to learn from Data, who's the only one who's had the experience of being an android in the fleet and you know being around uh, all, all, all these different people. I mean, who else can teach her how to fit in in her unique condition but Data? Mm. And... You know, he keeps trying to argue, and we get this this uh this big speech. This is the big speech he's come when he meets Lal, and then he's sitting with Data and Picard, and the Admiral keeps trying to argue why she has to go to this research center, why she can't stay here, so on and so on. And Picard makes these big speeches, uh, which are all, which are wonderful, and because there's a great moment uh, of acting from Stuart where he kind of accidentally calls her a child for the first time, and then notices he's done it. And then sort of smirks a little bit and goes, and yeah, child. It. Yeah, he's yeah. like, no, she is a child. Like, there's nothing there's, else to call it this.
1: There's a there's a lot of really great moments. Like, I think it was one of the earlier um meeting scenes between the three of them. And um, the Admiral says today, it's like, look, you know, it would be it'd be much easier for, for her if if you just, vo- you know, agree to volunteer to let us take her. And, it, you know, she won't feel like, you know, she has this obligation to stay with you anymore then. And, and he's like, You're asking me to volunteer to give up my child, not a chance.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then, likewise, eventually, Picard, when she's sitting there with them, says, Actually, no one's asked Lal what she wants. What would you like to do? Uh, It's like, oh, I would wish to remain here in the Enterprise. And she even points out that, oh, yeah, maybe there'd there'd be valuable learning experiences away from the Enterprise, but surely I should learn everything from the Enterprise that I can first, because she's only been here, what, a couple of weeks? you know turned on at most yeah Yeah. so like of course she has tons to learn here still from everyone on the ship um Mm. and it's something that's a bit more closed off and nurtured and i mean the the admiral has a fair point like well there's only two of these androids now that exist between data and lal and if the enterprise which gets into fights on a regular occasion like if if they both die that's them both lost you know if the ship goes down so surely it'd be safer to have them separate but yeah but that's true for i mean any family really
1: yeah and and this feels (sighs) like such a a stretched argument to me in the sense that before this before lal that was the only
0: one in existence you're happy having him on the enterprise that's true yeah that's this is but this is the thing he acknowledges multiple times with picard about data's rights about his rights as an android that he has a life form but sentient and like and i was really glad later on because i i kept feeling like okay he's acknowledging that he's supposed to recognize data as a life form as free will but he never he, he just keeps like thinking of reasons for that free will to go away in the, the case of Lal because he wants to use Lal for experiments and whatever. And I was really glad that towards the end of the episode, Picard outright calls him out on it and says, No, you you acknowledge his sentence or her sentence and, and free will, but you disregard it completely. Like immediately. You you don't actually talk about it as if you actually are taking it into account in any of your decisions or any of your arguments he outright calls him out on it and i was really sort of glad to hear that if it felt like and i think one of the things that i would really also compliment this episode for and it's something that a couple of episodes have had but i felt it in this one and even before it got great towards the end i felt it was that it felt like a unique episode in that right from the get-go it felt really focused laser focused and had its own tone that felt different from most just sort of typical episodes and it's something that q who had in a very different way but where it felt like it had its own unique feeling right from the the first minute and i felt that here and i wonder if that's another sign of the quality ramping up here in season 3 where we're getting more even the episodes that aren't the, the outright you know knockouts are still having these unique feelings where now they feel really focused they're out there, they're here to do what they're you know their whatever their attention is supposed to be spent on and it never feels like it's just another typical episode with the same tone as every other episode
1: yeah i get what you're coming from that it definitely feels <laughs> different from the start it's hard to place your finger on that tone immediately i would say but it doesn't feel like just a standard opening of, of an episode no it's a bit no. more mystique to it
0: maybe a bit more mystique a bit more heart and i, I think maybe it's just a simple idea of getting away from the template um and i happen to know that because star trek next generation was a kind of a unique show and it, it accepted spec scripts and this was a spec script i found this out after as well hmm. uh, where the writer was someone who was, you know, doing other jobs, but, wrote, you know, sent in some scripts. And this one, he got a call back, and he actually became a staff writer afterwards. Uh, and I actually found out through this that Rawl D. Moore, who went on to do Battlestar Galactica and stuff, also got you start in the show with a spec script. I don't know what episode it was, but he's, he's already a staff writer at this point. He was already, like, a regular writer in season three. But that's how he ended up getting the job as well, is he was a, a spec script submission that, oh, yeah. that stayed on. So I think that's really interesting. And, I, it, I, you know...
1: It is interesting. So I was going to say, th- this the script feels like someone who cares so i assume yeah. being a spec script this was someone who'd seen the first two seasons and liked it and and that's why they they you know put the effort in i guess
0: it's all it's almost like okay you had some core good writers to run the show right or maybe like they came on but it's almost like a really fun way of padding out the writing staff with people who are really talented but also super fans. Like, obviously, because I, I think, because when I was reading about this, that apparently, like, they had people whose jobs it was to read these spec scripts that were sent in, and there was like maybe like 10 a day getting read. So there was a lot getting sent in that obviously never went anywhere. Understandably. Naturally. Yeah. But, like, finding those people with talent who cared about the, the story, it's almost like having those unique voices who really are passionate about the actual core concept and characters led to better episodes more consistently
1: yeah it might well be and i think in regards to this episode specifically that translates to the direction as well because obviously Frakes has a very personal stake in the show right oh, of course yeah yeah he's uh... and, and obviously he's proved over the decades at this point that no he gives a shit
0: um i mean he directed the best next gen movie you'll find that out when you get there
1: oh i'm, I'm sure you know yeah. i i've i've not seen it but I, you know i know of his reputation behind the camera as yeah. well as in front in, he, i mean he also franchise
0: he also directed the one that came after that that was not good at all, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. My,
1: my point was yeah. he's shown commitment and caring beyond
0: just oh yeah. acting gig, right? He's still, he's still directing episodes of Discovery and Picard. Like he's still there oh, doing
1: exactly. That's yeah. that's kind of what I'm getting, and and I think that shows here in the direction that this is someone who who cares what they're doing, not just oh it's an you know it's, it this isn't just an acting gig, and I think this shows already at this stage for Frakes in his career.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, no, I, I was very impressed with the episode by the time it ended because it started off being pretty solid and fun. Uh, a lot of goofy in places. You, you have interactions with Data, with, you know, uh, Crusher, you know, saying, oh, is a, a, a successful parent, and I'm like, Data, analyse the Data here. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> have you met there's Wesley? A
1: of, there's a couple of goofier moments like that, especially in the first, like, third or so. They just fell a little flat for me, which kind of helped me yeah. back early on. Um, just kind of what I was getting at the start, where There was a few a few moments that felt a little bit awkward.
0: I, I think it's the thing where... If the episode just sort of maintained that quality, it have been a good episode with a few, you know, awful little beats or whatever. But by the time we got to the heart of the, the 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 point of the episode, which was kind of the sequel almost, "The Measure of a Man," where you know debating the rights of Data and Lal, you know, they they really sh- uh, that that really elevated it because it got to the point where no no, this is about again talking about. And android's rights and talking about these things but more than anything else i think i think just the idea of of picard sticking up maybe in a way that like the riker thing a couple episodes ago with the the rashomon episode and okay yes he's willing to play by the rules but he's going to try and like stick up for Riker if he can i think in this case it's maybe a bit more impactful in the sense that one it's not as weirdly cloudy because it's not like data's been accused of something but b i think did I say first let M- B? I think I did. Ignore that. Move on. I, I
1: think you probably did, but whatever. Yeah,
0: I second guess myself. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think there's such a rawness to this of, of of Picard sticking up for his 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 lieutenant this much and like you know having his back no matter what. That's kind of endearing, and it's it's mm. one of these things where. Like Star Trek c- can be about like visiting all these places and stuff, but ultimately we have to care about the people who are on the ship. It's about them more than it is about anything else. And I I think making is really root for these characters and making them feel that like they are this tight unit. Uh, like you know, I I really I love that. I I think Picard. This this is a moment we make like, you know what. No matter how grumpy Picard gets, no matter how much he's a bit of a dick at times to other people, <laughs> like it's moments like this that make him feel layered. That no matter what, he's going to have their backs and it makes him more interesting than a cat like and i must say that he's more interesting than superman but superman obviously is different in that he always sort of gives the impression that he will stick up for you and have your back picard will be grumpy and grouchy and all these things I but mean, when the even,
1: pers- even in the first half of this episode he's really questioning data like yeah and, and he's not you know anywhere near the level of the admiral of course but he's there going are, are you sure this is the right thing to do he's really questioning it
0: yeah yeah but ultimately and it, it, maybe this is a, the whole point is, is that he's still human he still has to process it and get to the point where he's really okay how does this fit into how i see the world and how does this fit into my morals and and so on and, and of course and the episode actually has a really sad ending which i i thought worked really well like that that Lal basically she actually because one of the big things in the episode is that she actually starts to uh condense words in the way that they can't she can't you know yeah he, he he can't form contractions but she can uh, although now that they pointed that out again there's a couple of moments where he'll say a, a sentence so quickly that it sounds like he did and I'm like nah, I, that was borderline <laughs> <laughs> he'll say I have so quickly that it sounds like I've almost and I'm like duh, 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 duh. It, was, it was close <laughs> it was close I'm on you writers I'm paying attention for this I mean uh,
1: there's probably one that slipped through every so often but especially not... early on a bit.
0: I bet I don't know I'm sure someone's went with two with the fine tooth comb I, but... I'm
1: willing to bet in the first handful of episodes they 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 hadn't really nailed that down, and and it was
0: rampant. Mm, very possible. Someone can uh, go do the detective work, but so so it's, it starts to show that she she's different, and then it starts to show that she actually has feelings, and it kind of overwhelms her. She gets she gets so concerned about having to leave data in the ship that she has kind of almost a panic attack essentially, and she one of the rare instances of Troy being useful in that.
1: new yeah, she... When she says she's scared, and Troy's like, "Oh oh, you actually are." She can. You can tell, the fear. Yeah.
0: yeah. She she can actually sense it. So, uh, and we kind of cut away from there. We go back to like, Picard making his speeches. It's great, and then we get the call afterwards for Data and and Picard to come down and see Lal, and she's basically dying. Like to her 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 body, like the circuitry, the you know, it can't handle all like the human feelings that this is essentially what's killing her. And there's this there's this wonderful moment I thought where after you know Data's turned her off and we've had her death so and so right this early child death essentially what it is he comes onto the bridge and there's a moment where everyone on the bridge kind of stands up and looks at him and it's like and it, you can imagine this moment in a real world context right someone's just lost a baby right someone's just had a baby and like two weeks after being born the baby's died and just how devastating that is and how everyone around them in their circles knows how heavy this is it's this this hard thing to like how do you interact with these people right after what do you say it's impossible and you get this feeling when he walks onto that bridge that everyone is feeling that. Riker's feeling it. Picard's feeling it. Everyone is. And it's kind of this wonderful little moment afterwards where Data, in a way that a human wouldn't, says, no, she's in here. I, I copied her data so that our memories will always be with me. And it's kind of what we say to each other, right? It's what humans say. Oh, they'll always be... You're know, the person who died. They'll always be with you. They're in That's there. That's probably where
1: he got the idea from.
0: Yeah. But he literally did it. He took her data, <laughs> you know, no not yeah. intended, and put it put it in himself. And-
1: Honestly, I was a little surprised. I thought, oh, is this how he... Does, does he develop you know, the ability to use contractions because that spark is in there now oh, i mean um, they could
0: they could play that if they wanted to later so i was
1: i was actually surprised yeah. when right after it didn't do that uh, i i honestly thought that's the route it was going to take with that uh beat
0: yeah i mean if they wanted to play that later they totally could and i'd let them away with it because they've set it up yeah uh, in such a way but and there is kind of like a almost a like, the relief on Picard when he sees how Data's handling this, even though everyone else still feels the weight of it, uh, is kinda nice and it ends with, you know, with Data taking his post and... off the off they fly to the next location, but... it's, uh... I thought it was a, a touching ending, honestly. Mm. Uh, I, I think Lyle, at the start of the episode, felt like kind of a goofy comedy character, almost, and if you'd asked me in that first ten minutes, would I, would I feel affected by her death at the end of the episode, I'd have said, not a chance. And it's not that I cared about her so much at the end, but the way it hit everyone else, the way everyone else treated it, the way like it could or could not affect Data, I, I found it actually to be really effective. Even the Admiral, who goes in to try and help, because you know he he
1: he, he acts genuinely sincere where, yeah. where, with the way he talks to Data uh, after.
0: Yeah. Uh, he treats it like and maybe, maybe this is the first time because 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 it's brought up a couple of times where they mentioned you're a father you know you've done this you've done that and he says you know what well, i you know the job's kept me away from my kids and i've I've heard this over and over and it feels like the way he talks to data when lal is dying or he's trying to help and he's, he's having to break the news to the others that you know there's no hope for her that she's going to die because because he's not a surgeon of course it's not like he's a doctor he's a he's a computer technician or whatever yeah. you know he's 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 someone who works in that field which is why he wants lal in the first place uh so he's helping data and Cole with the trying to like fix the problem and he comes out like a surgeon though in a hospital saying i'm sorry but the damage is just there's too a, great there's nothing anyone could have done <laughs> yeah uh but it feels i almost wonder if like the idea the thought of him losing his kids has finally made it click like how data feels about her hmm. uh, and maybe feels is not the right word because he that's doesn't the, feel the, that
1: that's the interesting part isn't it and, and yeah. there's a conversation earlier on with lal asking him like if if it's beyond our capabilities to feel why, why even try and i you know it, it, then obviously she does develop those feelings but the fact that the dead doesn't but still has to process this uh in his own way is uh it's very unique
0: it's very unique and it ties into him wanting to be human anyway because you know the whole idea of wanting to procreate is something that not even just humans that all species seem to want to do right it's this in- instinct yeah that- that many have not everyone literally wants to have kids because they don't but enough do that it's a very common thing it's a very natural thing for a lot of people yeah. and he sees this and wants to do it because of that it's just him emulating humans again and yeah it's uh it's, it's kind of touching um it, it doesn't reach the high for me as the actual the picard speeches the the picard speech for me oh,
1: they're, is the top notch
0: is where the episode cranks up to like great caliber
1: yeah like, like i said that's that's exactly why you have patrick stewart in this role because he delivers those speeches like almost no one else can
0: yeah uh wonderful stuff uh really so yeah that's actually ended up being great i mean i i maybe this is controversial but i think i like this Mulligans this enterprise which i know that might be shocking to some people uh i, I think I, given it i do too yeah and it's not i mean i love that episode that episode was great I think it's notable that we've had quite a few great episodes this season, and now we've had a couple back-to-back. And you know, we... It's
1: it's funny, if you just take, I think it was the last three episodes, if you give me the descriptions, you know, yesterday's Enterprise, we just covered that, um, you go, you go. okay, so you give me the description for that, you tell me, okay, there's a, a Rashomon-inspired episode, and then Data's got a kind of kid. I'm going to go, <laughs> well, that's clearly the one that's going to be the roughest, right, out of the three. And then, no, no, no it's easily the best of the three for me.
0: Yeah, no, uh, it was a great episode, uh, so I I would happily sing the praises of this one. Uh, so, yeah, it, it does really feel that uh, these episodes are starting to get more and more distinct, unique voices, and it's something we really noted out with uh, q who especially. I think if I went back to Measure of a Man, I might feel it there too, but I think Measure of a Man started off feeling normal, kind of like this one did. Oh, actually, no, because this one didn't feel normal. That was kind of my point, is I felt, even though it didn't feel like it was going to be a great episode necessarily, this one felt more unique to, to begin with. Whereas A Measure of a Man, I think, started off feeling like, oh, it's a typical Enterprise, you know. I think it, it only developed
1: into what it was yeah. as the circumstances unfold.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a comparison here where this also developed into great, but I think the, the feeling of the episode mm-hmm. was different. It felt more distinct and unique and that it was focusing on data. Because there was a moment uh, where Wesley's asking him, like, what do you do when you're on duty? And... So it kind of was glossing over the fact that Data is on duty. Like, he's going to work and doing his, you know, on the bridge or wherever. Like, he's doing his, all his stuff. Like, we're spending weeks on this story, essentially, over the course of the episode. Hmm. And, you know, it, so it felt more like a really honed, focused story, which I, I really yeah. appreciate.
1: It's very unique. Um, no, I really enjoyed it.
0: Uh, so that is The Offspring. And next time, let's see if we can live up to it. Uh, we got "Sins of the Father" as the title of the episode. Here's the description: A Klingon commander comes aboard the Enterprise in an officer exchange program initiated by Starfleet, much to the chagrin of the crew. So we got another so Klingon it's on board.
1: The reverse Riker.
0: It's the reverse Riker, but that was a good episode. So this. It was. The reason why this can't also I mean, be good.
1: I, I'm not looking at the the IMDb here. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what its score is, but in concept, I'm into
0: that. I will say it's favorable looking. Score I mean,
1: it on concept again it, it, you know these four in a row out of gone yeah no that that one sounds like it should be up there
0: yeah I, I it feels like we're starting to hit a bit of a straight here i'm sure there'll still be you know stinkers interspersed but it does kind of feel like we're starting to be more consistently on the the better side of things here
1: definitely in this back half of of this season yeah. i would say
0: definitely feels that way uh so that is uh that's sins of the father coming next time but by all means let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below you can like and subscribe all that stuff get us on the twitters for uh, mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates Uh, if you want to support the show and everything we do you can have it patreon.com slash mail fuzz tv and you can support us for as little as one dollar per month that one dollar will get you access to a bonus already cancelled on six feet under uh two episodes per month so you can go look for that and uh, find that, but you also get bonus tips with some of the movie podcasts and then you get more stuff at the $5 tier and so on so go and have a look and see if you're interested Uh, but that is that, uh, you can of course like I say, like and subscribe, uh, that stuff's really important, liking kind of lets YouTube know that it's content that you think is worth other people watching, so they recommend us out a little bit more, uh, so that does really help us out if you want to just help us for free, just hit the like button you know, easy, just a click or a tap depending on what you're using to watch us, uh, I hear all sorts, I hear smart TVs consoles touch screens maybe. i'll be honest i i would love to know the percentage of people who have watched us at least once in a toilet seat because i bet it's actually quite high
1: i tend to not watch anything while i'm sat on the toilet oh yeah you? I'll, I'll, I'll have my phone i'll scroll through stuff well it's yeah you don't I watch anything
0: but other people do
1: i'm sure they do i just i find that weird personally but i, I don't know <laughs> maybe it's just because in my bathroom there's like an extractor fan and the noise it's quite loud uh, when the light's on, and it's like, you know, just it would irritate me trying to watch something over that noise.
0: All right. I was just trying to crack a joke about people watching us while taking a ship, but I mean, if you. No, you I'm, have
1: just, to... I, I'm thinking about it. I'm just like, it made me think I'd never actually watched anything.
0: Very well. Uh, that is us. Thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Star Trek, guys. And remember, when it comes to the ladies, Wesley Crusher is in complete control.